Hi, we're Donnie and Chelsea. We're best friends, mortal enemies, and the hosts of I Am The Cute One. On our show, we'll chat movies, gossip about pop culture and current events, but mostly we'll overshare, trauma dump, and embarrass ourselves publicly. After all, we're millennials, so we've been living and laughing and loving through unprecedented events every few years our entire lives. So if talking is your love language, subscribe to I Am The Cute One. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. This holiday season, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation delivers on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices America's greatest heroes have made for us with their annual season of hope. Between Thanksgiving and New Year's Eve, the foundation will deliver mortgage-free homes to dozens and dozens of America's catastrophically injured veterans, fallen first responder families, and Gold Star families. Bring hope to heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. What's up, you guys? This is Kendrick Tucker, and you're listening to me and you, the Housewives and Marvel 2. Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. I don't know if you can hear the excitement in my voice, but I am pumped right now. This is our first Marvel episode, and if you don't know, I love to talk about Marvel. I don't care if it's Marvel Comics. I don't care if it's Marvel cartoons, Marvel animation. I don't care if it's the MCU. I just love to talk about Marvel. This is going to be the first episode of our fan casting the XCU pod series. And uh, I I call it the XCU, but, you know, we're we're talking about getting the mutants, bringing the X-Men specifically into the MCU. I'm super excited about it. I decided to do the first episode about one that I'm particularly invested in, which is Storm. Aurora Monroe. So if you guys, uh, I figured we would I'd t- tell you guys a little bit about the history of the character, uh, who she is, you know, parents, her powers, that kind of stuff. Then I would go into kind of the qualities that I'm looking for in the actress that they're actually going to bring in to play her. Then we'll go into, I have about five picks total, four of which don't quite work out and meet all the characteristics, but if they did pick one of these actresses, I'd be elated about. And then I'm going to give you my pick. So we're going to do this for every cast member of uh, the X-Men that I am really, I really am invested in seeing picked. I don't know if I'm invested in any of them as much as I am about Storm, but I am invested in a lot of them. So this is the first episode. The next one, we're going to be talking specifically about Wolverine. So just to give you guys a history of the character, 
one of the things uh, about her, she is a descendant of witch priestesses. So if you've ever read the comics or seen like the uh, the cartoons, that great 90s cartoon that they had about the X-Men, uh, she was often referred to as some type of a witch, like Weather Witch being one of the, the main ones that people think about. Uh, her mother was a tribal princess of Kenya. Her name was Indare. Her father, David Monroe, he was a black American photographer. Uh, as a teenager, she learned to be a pickpocket. This is all after her parents got killed. And I think one of the, I don't know, I forgot which uh, war they talked about in the comic books, but her parents were killed. So it's kind of left her orphaned. She uh, was raised by a pickpocketer, like one of the most famous pickpocketers in Africa. And that's actually how she met Charles Xavier for the first time because she tried to pickpocket him. He ended up, uh, you know, later in life, convincing her to join the X-Men and to use her powers for a greater good. So just a little bit uh, broader sense about the character. She is often viewed as one of Marvel's or as Marvel's actually most important female superhero. You know, when they did that big DC versus Marvel crossover, she was on par with Wonder Woman. You know, she was the one that uh, fought Wonder Woman and ultimately defeated Wonder Woman. And so, you know, this is a character that has been pretty iconic in a in like a lot of different senses. You know, the X-Men have always stood for something greater in the comic books. It was almost about, you know, kind of like the downtrodden, the ones that society has kind of thrown away that doesn't really, you know, they're afraid of them. They're not the Avengers. Everyone loves the Avengers, but the mutants, everyone is pretty afraid of. And so this is always kind of like the, the, the kind of the answer to the social justice, you know, questions that our country was facing. So it's really important that they get a lot of the characteristics about this character right. She was also involved in one of the most iconic comic book relationships in history, which is with her and Black Panther, of course. You know, in the comic books, they actually did get married, but they would divorce at some point. I don't know if the MCU will go that route, but I think we're all kind of expecting. Well, I, I think most of the, the chatter or the fodder about the character has been that she's going to pop up in Black Panther 2. God, we're all hoping for it. Everyone's excited for Black Panther 2. So, I mean, let's let's do it. I want Storm. I want Namor. I want everyone. Just give me all of the mutants at once in one movie and let's do this. Uh, she She's appeared in a lot of different variations uh, in the comics, too, meaning that she's been on multiple teams. She's led the X-Men at a lot of different points. Uh, when Scott stepped away, she led the X-Men. She's led him in later comics. Uh, she was also a member of the Avengers and she was also a member was of the Fantastic Four too. If you look her up, she's, she's been in a lot of different team variations, but of course those three are probably the most, uh, well known. It's, I think it's important that when they do this character, we've mostly seen her as kind of the side character. She's really been one that's, you know, she pops up. She uh, does something cool, you know, her eyes turn white and lightning strikes or something. But we've never seen Storm as an integral part of the story, which is really sad because in the comic books, she's such a big part of it. And so I think now, especially with all of these uh, social justice movements going on, you know, people wanting, uh, you know, equal representation. I think it's important that we actually make her a main character. Nobody wants to see her just as, uh, you know, the kind of the black person on the side, like, you know, we're so used to with uh, a lot of different movies and such, you know, black Panther for a long time was one of our only, uh, on screen representations 
of a predominantly African-American cast. You know, if we'd have to think back, we have to think about maybe Blade, but, you know, Blade was pretty, you know, integrated as a cast. It had a black lead, though. And so I think it's really important. I, I don't know if I'm alone in this, but, you know, there's been a lot of talk about how the X-Men will actually be introduced into the MCU. I wouldn't mind them doing like a storm mini series, like maybe not a regular series like they've been doing, uh, like who is it? Uh, Falcon and one soldier or WandaVision. But if they were just to do like a six episode mini series, give us the backstories on that. I, one, I think everyone would watch that. And I think two, if they have the right actress, it could be on par with, does anyone know what I'm going to say? My all time favorite, like piece of media. If anyone's ever had a conversation with me, I always talk about this show. Even if I'm in a grocery store and she gives me my change, I'm like, hey, did you like The Watchmen last night? I love The Watchmen. Regina King, I love Regina King. I watch everything she's in. I'm always talking about The Watchmen. I think Marvel needs an answer to The Watchmen, especially since Marvel has kind of been touting so much about bringing diversity into the MCU. I think it's really important that they actually not necessarily have an answer for that, but they have to kind of realize how important that piece of media is. And we just saw uh, the time of this recording. They just announced the Emmys earlier this week. And the Watchmen is leading with 26 nominations, which is insane. You know, we, we're used to seeing Game of Thrones do those kind of numbers. But, of course, Game of Thrones isn't on anymore. So we see the Watchmen actually getting recognized for the amazing show that it is. And I think people didn't realize until the Watchmen that there was such it was it was such so lacking in the mainstream media to see a black female in kind of a lead superhero role and i think people were now like looking at that like i didn't realize how much like i needed that <laughs> in my life like watchmen is one of my it's my if you haven't watched watchmen on hbo go ahead do yourself a favor just take the day and binge the entire thing like you won't be disappointed I think if they did a storm miniseries on Disney plus, it could be amazing. I don't know if it would, it most likely probably be PG 13, which might, might hold it back a little bit, but I mean, we've seen some amazing pieces of PG 13 in the MCU. So, I mean, you know, in Marvel Canon, so, I mean, they could do it, but I'd, I would, I would love it if they kind of went no holes barred where they're saying they're going to do a blade kind of, you know, take the reins off of Mahershala Ali and let him do his thing. And, uh, I mean, I did, I'm I'm okay with however they introduce her, but I think they could really benefit if they did her own little kind of mini series. So let me tell you guys about kind of the qualities that I'm looking for in the actress that's going to play her. So I told you guys that I want her to have, you know, kind of an, an integral role. So that's, that's more so about the character, but for the actual actress, I want her to be tall. You know, Storm is always described as tall in the comic books. She comes across as tall in the, the cartoons, we haven't really seen a tall person play her on screen. And of course the only, you know, the major iterations we've gotten of her were Halle Berry in the early X-Men movies. And then we had Alexandra ship play her in the, uh, when we had the younger X-Men cast, neither one of them was just, you know, very tall, but in my mind, I'm thinking an actress who is about at least five, nine, that's kind of my cutoff. And I think that there are a lot of great actresses in Hollywood that can do that. Uh, I want an athletic build. You know, I, I've seen uh, a lot of actors 
kind of transform their bodies to play certain roles. I'd love it if an uh you know an actor that's you know has great acting chops got athletic an athletic build or were already athletic and uh were to assume this role. I think one thing I want to see is Marvel kind of tip their hat to black culture. So I would love to see the uh, this storm have a lot of different hairstyles. Like we saw Halle Berry kind of with the I don't know where they got the little <laughs> bond, you know, uh, what is it, bonnet flip up or whatever she had in the first X Men movies. We saw her give a little bit of the mohawk that we're used to seeing in the comics too. But I don't, I don't know. They might need a new, a black hairstylist actually uh, <laughs> on screen for that. So I mean, maybe they have her backstage something to help with that. I'm hoping she has like, you know, I'm hoping one movie it's long white dreads. The other movie maybe just like the the signature long straight hair straight white hair uh another movie white bantu knots you know really kind of a nod to uh her african culture she you know we haven't seen this really in the movies it's always kind of been uh, there's no really political way to say this because that kind of leads to my other one of my other qualifications is we've really only seen storm kind of whitewashed you know, we've only ever seen a light skin storm. We've never seen one of the big pushes from the black community has always been that they want to see a dark skin storm because it's so rare that we see dark skin black women, especially when they're uh, they're told to have, you know, this kind of great African heritage or, uh, you know, ethnicity. We haven't seen them really on screen and being portrayed as beautiful. You know, it, it would be. I think the MCU could get a big win here if they actually made her a dark skin character. And so you will see on my list of uh, actresses, most of them, maybe not the darkest of skin, but, you know, most of them a, a little darker than, you know, Halle Berry or Alexandria Ship. So I think that the MCU can really kind of change the narrative especially if they're looking for you know to bring in diversity into the mcu they can really kind of change the narrative if they go with someone uh, of darker skin and then age wise i'm i've seen people say that they're looking for them to be teenagers maybe and then grow them up in the mcu i'm actually not a fan of that i want the iteration that i'm used to in the comics and the animation i want them to be adults so I'm I'm fully aware, though, that, you know, the people that sign off for these roles most likely signing up for 10 years or so. So I'm hoping the actress is at least at least 30 years old, no older than maybe 35, 36, 37, somewhere in there. And then, you know, by the time they actually uh, start, I'm OK with someone, you know, a little younger, you know, because I don't know when they'll actually introduce uh, Storm into the MCU so it might take a while so someone a little you know late 20s could probably work too she'll be around that age and uh be able to grow with it so by the time she's done maybe she's you know early 40s or late 30s either one of them so those are really the main qualifications I'm particularly looking for in a storm on screen uh just to like, kind of shoot over them again uh darks I would not dark skin but you know I I would like a darker you know more melanated skin so we can kind of, you know, see a little variation that we've seen on screen. At least 5'9", athletic build, or if they're not already having an athletic build, kind of, you know, willing to change body type to get an athletic build. Uh, can wear, you know, regal or versatile hairstyles really well. 
and be between the ages of about 30 to 35. So let's jump into some of my picks. So the first one, we actually, there was a story recently about her saying that she contacted uh, Ryan Coogler about playing Storm in Black Panther 2. And of course, that actress is Janelle Monae. She's been one of my top picks for a while now. And with the recent uh, release of Homecoming Season 2, I was really sold on her. I thought, I mean, I, I've always loved her as an actress. Hidden Films is probably one of my favorite movies. I, If I ever have kids one day, that'll be one of the movies that I show to them. It's such an inspirational movie. Uh, Moonlight, of course, the Oscar nomination, such an amazing uh, actress. She was great in Homecoming Season 2, so if you haven't watched Homecoming, go check that out on Amazon Prime. My main issue with her is that she's way too short. And so I feel like it kind of be doing a disservice to the character if they brought in someone of her height. Like we're used to, you know, Halle Berry was pretty short too. I, I want to say she was maybe 5'2 on screen. And I think it would look better physically if we did have someone that was a little taller. And so nothing against Janelle Monae as an actress. She's an, a, a fantastic actress, obviously. I think we all know that. Fantastic musician, just a great artist all around. But she's a little too short for my liking but then again if they did end up going with her no complaints here i'm all right with it i'll just have to put my big boy pants on and get the hell over it my next pick i don't know if you all have seen the show i love there's a show on netflix that i love called glow it's about uh an all-female wrestling team you know they do their own shows they've built an audience they go to vegas uh performing every night doing these you know half-line acrobatics telling these and crank insane crazy stories and uh one of the women that's always stood out to me on there was her real name is Sedell Noel I've always I mean she's such a great actress she's uh obviously she's physically fit she plays a female wrestler her body is kind of insane uh she's a perfect height I think she's exactly they give her exact measurements on uh on google it's five eight and three quarters but we're just gonna bump her up to five nine so she's perfect for that too I've seen a ton of different pictures of her and every time I see her, she's in a different hairstyle and she looks beautiful in every single one of them. So, I mean, she's really a winner all the way around. So she'd be a great one. The problem is during my research, I genuinely didn't realize that she was already in black Panther. She was the Dora Milaje that actually got killed by Eric Killmonger. So if you go back and look her up, like look at her name, you'll see she has a credit for Black Panther 2. It's actually kind of crazy to me that she's like one of the leads on Glow, but she had such kind of a, a small role in that movie. I wouldn't think that her actor would actually, you know, like, no, sorry, not actor. Her agent would accept that uh, kind of a role for her. But hey, I mean, you know, everyone wants to jump to be in the MCU. So I, I can't say I blame her for that. So that's really, that was my major drawback for her. I don't know if it's such an issue for Marvel fans. I don't know if it's such an issue for, you know, Kevin Feige and all the people in the casting room who are trying to decide this. I just, I don't know. I I crossed her out because of that. I'm such a person that's like going back and looking like, oh, oh, they were there. I don't know. They were there. But that actually, that statement alone might conflict with uh, <laughs> one of my, my future uh, picks. So we'll just, we'll talk about that when we get there. The next pick who I've always been on the fence about, but I have loved since she uh, kind of came onto the Hollywood scene 
is Kiki Lane. I love Kiki Lane. One of my, I don't know, it's not even the happiest movie, but one movie that I just love to watch uh, over and over again is If Bill Street Could Talk. She's such a great actress. But my main critique of her when I was saying that she should be Storm was that she was, she's so skinny in that movie. But I loved her as an actress. The thing that, uh, and if you've seen HBO's uh, Native Son, she's great in that too. The thing that kind of changed my mind about her and made her make my, you know, kind of top five storm list was that she was recently in The Old Guard on Netflix with uh, Charlize Theron. And so I when she was in that role, I think we all like can agree she was kind of like a scene sort of we loved her in that movie. She's, you know, she's, uh, I think exactly five, nine, two. So she makes my, my height qualification. And, you know, old guard was a very, very physical role. So she was doing her own, you know, doing a lot of her own stunts. And I think all of that actually seeing her in a physical role like that really kind of bumped her up to the top of my list as well. She is, I think currently 28 years old, which isn't really a problem. I know I said I wanted at least 30 years old to about 35. So, I'm I'm okay with that though because you know we don't know especially with you know coronavirus being what it is right now in America kind of ravaging <laughs> ravaging through every state right now. I we actually don't know when Storm would be introduced. So she could very well be the age of 30 or above by the time that they finally introduce her into a movie or a TV series. So age not really a problem either. She actually got really kind of toned up and put on some weight for this role you know i mean not you know people say put on weight i meant like you know put on muscle she looked very uh good for the role so all of this together really makes me see her as a top contender my main kind of discouraging thing to say about it was the age at first but i think oh god it's weird to say that coronavirus is playing to someone's benefit. <laughs> but I mean, you know, she'll have a little time. She'll get up to the thirties and Hey, age might not be an issue for you at all. You know, you might want a younger, uh, character playing that role, but I mean, I don't think there's a big difference between 28 and 30 anyway. So, you know, she might be, uh, the best pick. So, Hey, we'll go with, uh, Kiki Lane. I don't think I, I definitely won't have an issue if they cast Kiki Lane to storm in the MCU. So the last pick before I get to my actual choice, this kind of goes against what I was saying earlier about being a Marvel fan and looking and, you know, trying to see who's done what. But we have to have a little conversation first. When I'm when I'm going to be doing these uh, this fan casting, the XCU series, one of the things that I will be doing is I'm going to be looking for actors who have already appeared in Marvel projects that aren't necessarily canon. So we don't know yet if Daredevil, Jessica, uh, I was about to say Jessica Cage. Well, I guess she becomes in the comic books, Jessica Cage at some point, but uh, Jessica Jones, uh, Luke Cage, uh, Iron Fist, all these people, I, these shows and these characters had great people who are already Marvel approved for the roles that they played. I'm okay with casting those people in the MCU in different roles. Like I don't necessarily, you know, need them to be the same person that they already played, especially if you're telling us, you know, from the the headquarters of Marvel, you're telling us that these shows are not canon at all. Fine. Then I'm going to put these people in the MCU because I like them in their respective TV shows. So one of them was not a title character, but played a huge role 
uh, on one of the Netflix Marvel shows, which is Simone Missick. Simone Missick, you'll know her uh, if you're a you know a CBS fan. You'll know her from All Rise. She plays uh, Lola Carmichael on there, the main character. And uh, but you probably best know her if you're listening to this podcast as Misty Knight on Luke Cage. You probably also know her from season two of Altered Carbon. And I mean, she she gives great performances in all these. I think she's a phenomenal actress. She's super versatile. Every time I see her, she's one of those people that pops up on a red carpet with a different hairstyle every time, every time too. So, I I mean, physicality and looks wise, we know that she can do these kind of uh, action field roles. We've seen it on Luke Cage. We've seen it on uh, Altered Carbon too. So that's not an issue. I think my biggest issue with her when I was going, uh, you know, kind of, over my list was that I think she was a little older than I would necessarily want the character to be. But then again, she might be, you know, for Marvel, the perfect age range. She's 38 currently. Her birthday's in January. So, you know, my qualifications, I kind of wanted someone early thirties that would write this contract out and would be able to, uh, I won't say be able to do the physical roles and stuff like that, because we've seen, you know, actors up until the sixties doing really physical stuff. So, age didn't really issue with that but i want i'm i'm i want all of these guys to kind of be early 30s 38 i mean that's not a huge you know that's not a 20 year age difference it's only eight years so or three years actually for my max so i mean if they wanted to cast her i'd be really happy with that too and she's already what i call marvel approved she's already appeared in the project they've done their homework on this person you know, they kind of go into the background and lives of all these people. Who are you married to? Have you done racist tweets? You know, are you are you crazy? You know, all this kind of stuff. So she's already Marvel approved. So we can I mean, I'm, I'd be happy if they cast her. I really like her as an actress. She does physicality really, really great. So I'm OK with that. My top choice, however, the person that if you know me, I have been riding for advocating for. I mean, just I who I think is a great actress, who I think is Storm personified with looks, with attitude, everything. My top pick for Storm in the MCU, Aurora Monroe, is going to be Jodie Turner-Smith. Now, some of you out there might not know that name, but she really kind of broke onto the screen, really had her breakthrough role in the movie uh, Queen and Slim by Lena Waithe. It was such a great movie. She looked, she changed her look in the movie so many times that, you know, we can see her really kind of versatility as an actress. I mean, she's, she's just, she's so great. I would love it, love it, love it if they cast her in a role of Storm. So some of you, if you haven't seen uh, Queen and Slim, she was on the show The Last Ship with uh, Eric Dane. I can't remember what season she came in, but she was uh, great on that show, too. And if you're a sci-fi fan, she was on Night Flyers. So, I mean, if you've seen any of these, you're familiar with her. Such a gorgeous woman. Beautiful skin. She's 5'9", so she makes my height requirement, my silly height requirement. Uh, Everything. She meets all these qualifications and then some. I want you. I'm going to give you some homework. I want you to find her on Instagram. I think her name is at Jody Smith. And just go through her pictures. I mean, if this woman, if you can't put white hair on her and see her storm, then, I mean, there's no hope. <laughs> that That's really, I feel like that's our storm. She's British, too, so we know that she does accents really well because she's always in uh, 
kind of American cinematography. So she, we know she can do an accent. So depending on how they want to play this storm, she can probably, uh, you know, change her accent up for where she's supposed to be from and those kind of things. So I'm, I'm all here for Jodie Turner Smith playing uh storm in the MCU. Will it happen? God, I hope so. We'll just have to kind of, <laughs> uh, wait and see, but who knows? I'm trying to think of how old she is. I want to say she is 33 years old. So she's right in that age range. So if they did, you know, something like 10 years with her, if she came in by the time she was 35, she might be done by the time she's 45. So, I mean, her skin hasn't, you know, cracked in the past 10 years. So, I mean, beautiful. I mean, she'll look the exact same the entire time that she's going to be on our screen. So I'm I'm here for Jodie Turner-Smith playing the role of Storm in the MCU. So what do you guys think? Who are your top picks to play Storm in the MCU? Do you agree with my picks? Do you disagree? Let me know. You can either reach out to me by email at housewivesmarvelpodcast at gmail.com or you can hit me on Instagram at housewivesmarvelpodcast. I'll feature your feedback on an upcoming episode in this uh, particular fan casting series. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes and I look forward to hearing from you. See ya! Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Podcasting is hard, but it doesn't have to be. Introducing the science of a podcast, hosted by Spreaker from iHeart. This weekly podcast looks at the many sides of the podcasting industry, from success, growth, and technology to the varying challenges we all face. This is one podcast about podcasting you don't want to miss. New episodes launch every Tuesday. Listen to the science of a podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.